Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Looking to bet on the NFL this season? There's no better place to wager than betonline.ag. From spreads to totals to player props, you can bet on anything and everything NFL at betonline.ag this season. BetOnline is the official provider of all betting lines used on the TDN Fantasy Podcast and the DraftNetwork.com. Go to betonline.ag and start wagering on the NFL, college football, and so much more right now. TDN Fantasy. The TDN Fantasy Podcast. Podcast. With your hosts, Paige DeMakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Friday Happy Hour presented by Mighty Swell. Chris Schubert, the hype train filling in for Paige. Got Jamie Eisner, Jake Arians with me. Both of you gentlemen clearly have gotten your Mighty Swell. Still don't have one yet. I got to talk to my agent about this. Are you old enough? Uh, I am old enough. Thank you for that, Jamie. Yes, I am old enough. Uh, I just don't have one in front of me. So, uh, yeah, I'll have to wait on that. But, uh, yeah, fun little hour planned for you guys. We're going to do some start sits. We're going to go through the games, give you our gambling picks, a new segment on the show. Jamie's been working hard all week on this. Oh, yeah. Debut of Jamie's Junk Box slash Drunk Drawer. We haven't really figured out which name we're going with, but you'll hear that a little bit later on in the show. And, guys, I figured a good Drunk Drawer or Junk Drawer? I'm saying, uh, I'm saying have you, are you sure you haven't had any Mighty Swall? I haven't had any Mighty Swall, although maybe I should use I, one. That sounded a lot like drunk drawer, dude. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. junk, J-U-N-K, yeah, gotcha, drawer, a gotcha. little bit later on in the show. So load up your start and sit questions for the guys. We'll get into a bunch from here. We've got some in the back end as well. But, gentlemen, I want to start here. And, Jake, I'll start with you on this one. Heading into week 13, a crazy week 12. It didn't finish until Wednesday your biggest fantasy headline that you're looking at before the week starts on Sunday. Mm, that's tough. I mean, it's uh, there's only a couple teams on a bye, but they've got a lot of really important players. you got all these injuries. One of the big ones is Josh Jacobs being out for the Raiders. I, mean, I, think, uh, I think my biggest headline, not necessarily fantasy, I guess it's very much fantasy too, is the Browns-Titans game I'm really excited about and the Niners and Bills. I think both of those. Those are going to be spectacular. A lot of fantasy implications. Both of those games are going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to watching those. Jamie? Uh, for me, it's going to be the running back scramble that you're going to be dealing with all weekend. Jake already mentioned that Josh Jacobs is going to be out for this game. At least we know ahead of time. So hopefully you've made other plans. You picked up Devontae Booker. Uh, if not, you're going to be scrambling. But that also goes for guys like Miles Gaskin, who are not sure. Is, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Miami doesn't really have a lot of running back options right now if you checked out the latest injury report. Same thing with David Johnson. He looks like he might be cleared to go, but will he be out there? You know, all those guys were going to be in that RB2 range for you, and now you're going to kind of might have to wait until Sunday morning to make a decision on whether or not they're going to be in your lineup. All right, guys, let's get into some start sits. And while we do a couple of the quarterback ones, Jamie, I'll throw your Week 13 quarterback rankings up there. And this first one, gentlemen, you know, when I put this together, when I put this list together, I found myself going back and forth, and then we learned news about some of the uh, weapons not being available for one of these guys. Taysom Hill or Derek Carr? Jamie? I'm going to go Taysom Hill here. Uh, the matchup isn't as good as you might think. It's something that Jake and I talked about on the show that we did on the podcast a couple of days ago. And I also tweeted out about it. Of There's been a 2019 Buccaneers-esque like turnaround for the Falcons defense in recent weeks. And by that, I mean they're not – I know you might look at their season-long numbers and see you know they're like the second worst or worst fantasy defense against receivers and quarterbacks and all of that. That's not how they've been playing recently. So kind of keep that in mind. But I don't know what to expect from this Raiders team. If you watch the TDN against the spread show, uh, you know my one of my favorite underdogs of the week is the Jets. Love them even more now given all the guys that are out. I think Derek Carr might – I think he's going to have an okay game, but I don't think he's going to have a big game. Where Taysom Hill's rushing just gives you such a high floor at the quarterback position, he just sneaks inside of QB1 territory for me. Jake? We might have lost Jake. Yeah, I'm going to have him. Is the ultimate separator. Am I, am I not on? No, you're there. All right, there we go. All right, there we go. We're live, live, folks. Live, live, yeah. Taysom Hill, look, the quarterback running touchdowns is the the ultimate separator. I think Derek Carr plays good because I think they're not going to run it as well as they have in the past. They've been really solid even with Jacobs out, but I'll go Taysom Hill as well. Two touchdowns rushing like, well, both both starts so far. I mean, that's that's a big equalizer. 
Yeah, and Jamie, to mention the statistic that you talked about at the beginning, uh, the DVOA numbers for the Falcons' defense over the last, I think, like five or six weeks, they're in the top half of the league, sometimes top mm-hmm. 10 in some of these categories. So you're right, they have been playing better as of late, uh, and it, it's not that great of a matchup. All right, guys, quarterback uh, starter sit number two, Ryan Tannehill or Ben Roethlisberger? Jake, we'll start with you on this one. I'm going to go Tannehill. The Browns' defense gives up a ton of pass. I think they're going to do everything they can to try to stop Derrick Henry, but mentioned a show the other day Denzel Ward being out is huge uh Corey Davis has been spectacular AJ Brown's an absolute monster no John o. Smith for this one for that hurt. I do like Ben but they are like the ultimate dick and dunk with all these crossers and stuff now and it's almost an extension of the running game uh, and there just hasn't been as many touchdowns I think Tannehill has had the chance to get in with his legs I think he throws it up I'll go Tannehill yeah, I'm gonna go Tannehill as well here. Uh, you know, I'm on record of how much I like the Titans this week and how much I like the Titans' offense. No Denzel Ward's gonna hurt. Uh, this is a bottom ten secondary against the pass anyway. With him in the lineup, him not being there, it's gonna be a big problem. I don't know how they're gonna contain both AJ Brown and Corey Davis in this matchup, and that sort of balance is gonna be important because the Browns aren't a bad rushing defense. But if you're getting get you get gouged over the top by those guys. At some point, something's going to go, uh, and I, I like Tannehill a lot in this matchup. I, I'm looking at my rankings right now. He's my QB six, so I, I am all in on him this week. I think he'd be a tremendous play uh, in most in most situations where you don't have that top five QB. Man, that game might only last two hours and ten minutes. As much yeah. as they're both going to, I mean, that might be the fastest game in the history of the NFL. Number three here for you guys, and we got some listener questions that we'll get to here right after this one. Josh Allen or Justin Herbert, Jamie? Who you like here between these two? Well, look, good thing of Chris here, throw two top five quarterbacks yep. into the conversation as I smack my desk in anger, uh, as you can see the shake there. Uh, I, I'm going to lean towards Justin Herbert uh, in this matchup. I, I like the way San Francisco's been playing overall, and their defense has been playing pretty solid even without Richard Sherman and a lot of the other guys that have been hurt for them, particularly on the defensive line. Uh, I, I think out they're both going to put up their numbers. They're both in the top five for me. I have them one spot apart. I have Herbert QB4. Uh, and I have Allen QB5. And looking this up, you'll be shocked. On a per-game basis this year, they are 0.01 points per game different. I mean, they have been pretty much the exact same fantasy value from quarterback spot. Can't go wrong starting either one of them, but if I have to start one, I'm going to take Justin Herbert. All right, so I'll flip the coin, and I'll take <laughs> Allen. Uh, I mean, the, the biggest reason, though, is Bill Belichick's record in rookie quarterbacks. I think Herbert's going to struggle at times in this game. It's fantasy we're talking about. So if he, if he has some turnovers, throw some picks, whatever, it's not, not, not going to kill you. They're going to keep slinging it. Having Austin Eckler back in the passing game a ton, uh, I don't think you can go wrong either way. I mean, Josh Allen's legs is, is the ultimate separator in fantasy when quarterbacks run. I think he's going to have to to win that game. All right, we'll go to a listener question here uh, from Braden. Lamar Jackson, if he doesn't play, although it does look like it's likely that he can play, do you start – Matt Stafford or Baker Mayfield, or you have a third choice, gentlemen. You can add Mitchell Trubisky to the team. Me, Jamie, you seem excited. Go ahead. Go, Jamie. Me, uh, it's Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, this is one of my – he's in my starts column this week, and actually Stafford's a full-on sit for me uh, with Kenny Galladay out yet again and against that defense. And I don't trust Baker Mayfield to do anything but make commercials at this point. Uh, for Mitch Trubisky, though, he owns the Lions. And that stat I brought up earlier this week, I'll bring it up again. It's just – 25% of his career touchdown passes have come against the Lions. Like, that's ridiculous. He has his highest career completion percentage against them. He threw three touchdowns against them back in week one when we were all on him. Uh, look, he ended up putting together a nice fantasy day. Now, again, this is where fantasy is different from real life. If you watch that Packers game, you know it wasn't a great real-life day for Mitch Trubisky. But fantasy-wise, he got enough jobs done. Uh, I have Trubisky inside of my top 16 quarterbacks this week. So he's not a guaranteed QB1, but if you're in a pinch and you can pick him up, I think he's absolutely worth starting. I think Mayfield could have a decent day, but I'm absolutely riding with Trubisky. I picked him up in one of my leagues uh, where Tom Brady's on a buy. I need somebody for a week. It's a pretty deep league, and there was really not a lot of options. Mayfield was one of them. I'm not going with that. I mean, they want to run it, play action. He hasn't done much. I love, love Jamie's comment with the commercials there. So uh, I'll have Trubisky as well. All right, General, let's move over to the running back uh, category. And we have a question here that I'm going to put up on the screen from Bobby. Are you guys worried? And we got some starter shits that we'll get into here in a minute. Are you guys worried about DeAndre Swift for the remainder of the season? Jake? Yeah, I am. I mean, you start dealing with concussions and then he's out of the protocol, but he's sick. Uh, the usage was starting to be there, but then it kind of went away. Carry on Johnson's healthy. He's looking pretty good. I, I don't know. I mean, they st- kind of have a crowded backfield. If he comes back and he's 
No, not necessarily, but I don't know when that's going to happen. I'm a little bit worried about it. Yeah, I'm really worried this week because I think he's probably going to be active and a lot of people are going to be tempted to put him in, but they're really only going to use him sparingly. I would not be surprised if he gets five or six total touches uh, in the game this weekend. So uh, I am concerned. Whenever you, you have that concussion, you clear protocol, but you're not feeling right. They've already shown a penchant at times for going to Peterson or, or carry on Johnson, different situations. There's not much you can do about it other than put him on your bench for right now and wait and see till you get to gain the, that confidence back during the fantasy postseason. But uh, I... If, you're benching him this week, but you're like you're not dropping him. Like the, not with the running back position, not with the upside he has shown. So you just kind of have to sit back and wait. And, and shout out to Bobby Shimerda for taking time away from his busy day uh, to to comment on our on our TDN fantasy video. Got a couple. Of I know, certain I know, I know it's a big favorite of yours, Chris. What's your favorite Bobby Shimerda song? Um, I don't know if I can come up with one off the top of my head for you. I don't know if that's something I can do. Uh, but I, here's what I can do for you. I can throw up this start or sit mm. at the running back position. David Montgomery, who is a just a fan favorite on this show, I believe he gets into every TDN fantasy show that you guys do, or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Jake, we'll start with you with this one. Hilaire, and I'm going to go with David Montgomery. You can, I mean, look, the Lions defense sucks. He's hot. He's coming back off that ankle. He looked really, really good last week against the Packers. Uh, Mitch being there, I think, helps him out. And CEH, he's kind of disappeared. Le'Veon Bell looked better to me live when I watched that game last week. Uh, he's so great. They don't use him in the passing game at all. So I have serious questions about how many PPR you're going to get there. Montgomery needs to be the focal point of this offense, and he usually is when Mitch is the quarterback. Yeah, we're playing the guessing game a lot with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I'm going to lean to him here. By the way, I like both. David Montgomery's a start for me. He's an RB2. He's, he's a borderline top 20 guy. But as bad as the Lions are against the run, the Broncos have been almost as bad themselves. And I think this is a game that's right now a 14-point spread. If there's a situation where Kansas City will decide they'll get up and start running the ball again, I feel like it could be this game. And you could get a huge spike performance from Edwards-Alaire. But his usage all season has been incredibly frustrating. But I'm going to go with they both have a great matchup. I'm going to go with the more talented back in this one and hope he gets the workload. This next one here, and Jamie, I think I'm going to go to you first on this one because one of these guys, you see his name scrolling on the bottom of the screen right now, Raheem Mostert, you have as your RB10 this week, or Kenyon Drake. I think I know where you're going, but why don't you enlighten the people? Yeah, it's Raheem Mostert. I, I like the way he looks since he's been back. I think you also look at the matchup difference. Buffalo rank, is ranked number 25 against the run this year, and the Rams are number four. Uh, and you know, I, both of them have a little bit of competition for touches. Chase Edmonds is going to get involved. Some combination of Jarek McKinnon and Tevin Coleman and Jeff Wilson will get involved because San Francisco, all in the true Shanahan fashion, always cycles in multiple backs. But I like I, when Mostert's been healthy, he is a game changer for that offense. And the game, I think, is going to be pretty close. Uh, and it's going to be a really exciting, interesting, neutral field game uh, in the NFL this week. So I'm going to go over him, Mostert. But Drake's still a start in most formats at this point. But I think Mostert's a top 10 player. Yeah, I can't argue that. Raheem Mostert's going to be a – the reason this game's going to be close is predicated on their ability to run on this Bills defense. It all starts with him. Chase Edmonds is the best back the Cardinals have. So Kenyon Drake's going to be the starter. He's going to get some touches. But Chase Edmonds still gets his. He gets more catches than Drake, it seems. Uh, I'd have to lean towards Mostert. And that Rams defense is legit, and the Rams have owned the Cardinals in the last three years. Okay, you guys want to mention Chase Edmonds, then why don't you help uh, Merrick out here who asks Chase Edmonds or Jonathan Taylor, Jamie? It's a great question. So I'm, I'm going to check out where I end up uh, slotting Chase Edmonds uh, in my updated rankings here. Uh, he comes in at RB28 for me in PPR, so I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor here. Uh, the Texans are an abysmal run defense. They are they are horrible. As bad as Detroit is, they're wor the Houston's worse. Uh, now that he's off the COVID list, he's going to split some time. Naeem Hines is going to be involved. But uh, I think we'll, we'll, we'll might see Naeem Hines more involved as a pass catcher, which is his more natural role, which is where he's always thought he would be used. Uh, I know it's a little bit risky here, but I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor because I think Chase Edmonds could produce for you, but he could also get you seven or eight touches. I know I feel pretty confident that we're past the stage where Jonathan Taylor is only getting single-digit touches at this point. Um, I expect the Colts to be able to run the ball pretty well, and as they're getting healthier on defense, I expect them to be leading in this game, which could mean a lot of Jonathan Taylor down the stretch. Yeah, and he minds they, they say they want to run between the tackles, and they'll try occasionally, but he's really just a pass-catching threat. I think when they do get up in this game, Jonathan Taylor ends up with 14, 15 carries. Chase Edmonds, I expect the Cardinals to be losing, so they could be throwing. Their only hope here is really PPR. If he's in there in shotgun and they're trying to come back, 
I think they're probably pretty close, but I lean towards Taylor as well. All right, guys, we move to the wide receiver position. And, uh, I mean, we have two wide receivers and, and a tight end in this next question from Trey. He needs two out of the three PPR, Cooper Cup, Sterling Shepard, Dallas Goddard, Jamie Go. It's a great question. Cup is for sure. Uh, we, we, can, we can throw that one in there. I'm probably going to end up leaning towards Shepard, but this is a really interesting conversation. If Zach Ertz wasn't activated this week, I might have gone Goddard here. Uh, as I love Shepard, and obviously the matchup is sensational, but Colt McCoy is starting, and I don't know what to expect. But Shepard's a, a damn good player. He doesn't necessarily need Colt McCoy to do anything spectacular or go deep down the field in order to get fantasy production. So I'm still going to lean toward him, but this is an interesting question. Take the receivers. Cup and Shepard. I don't. I, I like Colt McCoy. I think he'll be just fine. I like the matchup. And come back with Goddard means less targets. So take the receivers where you get guaranteed volume. All right, guys. A little starter sit wide receivers. Jacoby Myers or Brandon Ayuk. Jake, we'll start this category with you. Uh, I'll go Ayuk. I just like the run after the catchability. The big playability I think is more there than Jacoby Myers. He's more of a possession guy. Uh, they don't throw it a ton. They're going to want to run it. I'll have to buy you. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Ayuk as well. Uh, he's his production has not been hindered when Debo Samuel plays. Like they, he's been able to be plenty productive all season long with or without Debo in the lineup. Uh, he's got a better matchup in this game. Uh, maybe not a better matchup, but a, it's it's not like a huge difference for me. Uh, I have him as inside my top 30 wide receivers, where I have Jacoby Myers closer to wide receiver 35. So I'm gonna take Brandon Ayuk. I like the big playability more. Jamie, it's like you know the direction the show is going to go because you mentioned Debo Samuel. He's next up on the list. Debo Samuel or Chase Claypool. Jamie, go ahead. <laughs> Again, another one that's one spot apart for me. I, I just I love Samuel. Samuel I know. I, I hate you so much. Uh, Samuel's wide receiver 19. Claypool's wide receiver 20 for me. Uh, so they're very close together. Uh, Washington defense has been really, really good. And I know, I know Ben's been really, Ben Roethlisberger's done a great job of distributing the ball to several different receivers. But I think if I'm going to go, I'm going to trust the workload a little bit more here. I'm going to trust Debo Samuel. I do not like what I've seen from Buffalo secondary all season long. Uh, they got last time they were in that building, they got torched uh, as well, and they're getting torched by a lot of offenses right now. I know San Francisco's not exactly like a peak offense with Nick Mullins operating it, or really with any of their quarterbacks in recent years operating it. But uh, I think Debo Samuel is going to get enough workload here to just sneak by Claypool. I'll take Claypool. I mean, I like Debo Samuel to hand it to him, but Travis White is going to be in that game. So if he's covering him, he's blanketing him then. I love his big playability, how physical he plays. But Chase Claypool almost seems like Ben's most reliable. A ton of those are on third down. They, have, they will take shots. He has more uh, passer penalties than anybody in the league right now. I think he's got seven that are more than 20 yards down the field for Chase Claypool. Uh, that doesn't really help you in fantasy, but I'm just telling you they take their shots. Uh, so I'll, I think it's close, but I'll, I'll go I will Claypool. Uh, Sam has a question for you guys. The flex position, Hunter Renfro, Hayden Hurst, or Zach Moss? Jamie? Uh, I think this one's easy in my mind. I think it's Hunter Renfro. Um, okay. I know we, we spoke longly of him on our last show, but uh, Aguilar is going to be banged up for this game. He's not going to be 100%. They still refuse to use Henry Ruggs, I think, in, in the most advantageous way for him to be used for whatever reason. I feel like they use him like Deshaun Jackson from two years ago where they have him run two different routes, and then otherwise they never can't find a way to get the ball in his hands consistently. Renfro's going to get his. Um, and I, I think, as again, as I've continued to say all week, this is about the theme, and this is what talks about game script and what you think is going to happen. I think that's a close football game, which means the Raiders are going to need to throw. Now they're not going to have Josh Jacobs. Are they going to give the ball to Devontae Booker 25 times? No. 18, maybe, but 25, no. So they might throw a little bit more often. And Hunter Renfro is going to be the most reliable pass catcher that they have outside of Darren Waller. The Raiders have been top one of the top three offenses on third down all year. Hunter Renfro is the guy he's going to on third down. I think you could be looking at 10 or 12 targets in this game. I agree with Jamie all the way. Uh, compared to these other guys, this is an easy one, Hunter Renfro. All right, guys, we'll move to the tight end position here, and I'll put up Jamie's uh, Week 13 tight end rankings. And we will start – with this one, Anthony Ferkser or Robert Tanyan? Jake, which of these tight ends are you starting? Tanny Hill seems to have a really good chemistry with Ferkser when he plays. Uh, no John o. Smith in this one. I'll go that way. Tanyan has been he was great again last week, but he's really been up and down. Depends on how much they're running it, how much they're throwing it. Uh, so I'll go Ferkser. I'm going to lean Ferkser as well. That's going to be an update in my rankings. Um 
Still, none, none of those guys I don't think are in my top 15. Uh, so they're neither one of them are must start. But I think Tunyon at this point is so touchdown dependent. And I understand that's what you're hunting for, as I always say. But I think Ferkser can get some volume here. As some context, like Jonu Smith was a top six tight end this week. Now, he's not Jonu Smith. He's not going to, he doesn't have that same sort of skill set. But even take 60% of that. And I think that you're a borderline, you know, tight end 15, tight end 16 type this week. So I'm going to lean to Ferkser in the workload. Uh, because it's my brand here filling in for Paige this week, I have a matchup that is about two spots different on Jamie's ranking, so I'm oh, putting him in a really do. tough spot. Hunter Henry or TJ Hawkinson, Jamie? Go ahead. Tell the people. Uh, I'm going to lean to TJ Hawkinson here uh, only because he has been one of the most consistent fantasy tight ends all season long. I think he only has like one game with fewer than nine fantasy points all year. Ball's got to go somewhere. Like the Lions are going to have to throw the ball a ton, and it's going to go. Marvin Jones will get some. You might see a reemergence of Muhammad Sanu like you did last week, but the ball's got to go somewhere in this game, and I think it's going to go to Hawkinson. Henry's good too, but like, look, they're two top five tight ends for me. I have Hawkinson at tight end three, Henry at tight end five. So uh, hopefully, if you have this decision to make, you're in a really good spot, uh, but I'm still going to lean to the, the floor that Hawkinson has provided everybody all season long. Yeah, I'll take that floor as well. Hunter Henry's been better the last few weeks, but he went on like a six-game stretch there. We didn't have close to 10 points. Uh, Hawkinson. This kind of becomes that for one that runs like that. Jake, I we can't really hear you, so if you can disconnect and reconnect here, uh, you're kind of going in and out. So uh, we, will, sure. we will wait for your return um, before – uh, we we get an answer on that. I'll throw up the last one for you, Jamie, and then we can double back here and have and have Jake answer uh, this one. The last one, Austin Hooper or Hayden Hurst? I, I'm going to lean toward Hooper here. Um, it, it's he hasn't he's not quite having the season everybody expected, but he's also been unfortunately had to deal with some really bad weather circumstances uh, mm-hmm. for a few weeks, and he didn't have that last week, and he didn't put up a great game. But Baker Mayfield still has this like. Re- ridiculous stat of like the percentage of touchdowns he throws to tight ends is crazy. And I think you're going to be able to move the ball in Tennessee. Everybody's been able to move the ball in Tennessee and they're not going to have a Dory Jackson back for this game either. So there's no respite there. Um, I, I have um, them. Now you, you're going to hear this because I have Hooper at tight end seven and Hurst at tight end 15. And normally that would sound like a massive difference. It's really not at the position. Uh, I mean, I'll be perfectly honest with you from literally from seven. I, I think the top six is pretty clear for me, as you can see scrolling at the bottom of your screen, mm-hmm. but really from like seven to 15 or 16, they're all very close to each other. So that, that doesn't represent the actual difference in talent I think is there or, poten- or potential production. Jake, welcome back. Uh, we we hey. we heard you cut off on your Hunter Henry TJ Hawkinson answer. You said TJ Hawkinson, and then we we lost you there. So if you just want to quickly uh, let everybody know your reasoning behind that, yeah, his Bears defense is really good, but you can take advantage of him with tight ends, and he's become one of Stafford's favorite targets. And then this one, I'd have to go Hooper. Uh, Hayden Hurst, I thought would have a good game against the Saints two weeks ago. He didn't. Uh, and um, there he goes, bounced yeah. back and was still top five for the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, this question, and I know he's on a bye this week, but I'd love to get your guys' thoughts in general. Uh, Jamie, where does Rob Gronkowski rank on your tight ends right now? Obviously, the bye this week, he's not playing, but overall, how do you value him at this point of the season? Probably around tight end six. Um, I think that's kind of where I throw him in there. Um, you know, look, I, I'm going to, I think Kittle comes back, but I'm not including him in that particular part of the conversation. Um, you know, and then if you, if you want to include him then seven, but like rest of the season, he's, he's tight end six. You're still taking Waller. You're still taking Kelsey. I think Hawkinson's floor has been too good. You know, and then at that point, you know, if you I still think on, when Lamar Jackson plays, Mark Andrews is still in the conversation, even if he's been disappointing because he's still a red zone threat and he has the best chance of anybody that's not Kelsey to catch two touchdowns and just win you your matchup. Uh, so I think all those guys are still there. Then you have to decide personal preference. Do you? What do you think about Hunter Henry? What do you think about Eric Ebron? Um, and I think so that next tier has Henry and Ebron and Gronk in it, and you can kind of arrange that in whatever order you think is best. Yeah, I'll go grabbing four or five, top five. I love the matchups the rest of the way is the biggest thing for him. Tom, oh, yeah. Tom's going to go to him. So uh, he's a little bit touchdown dependent to have a huge day, but he's getting four or five, six targets a week. So I'm going to have to put him around four or five. All right, gentlemen, it is that time of the show. We debut the segment that I talked about at the top. Jamie's junk box, not drunk box, junk 
box. And we've created some parameters around this, Jamie. So why don't you tell everybody what they can expect from this every Friday? I got a sound effect for you while you're rummaging through to find whatever player you're going to talk about. And you know what? Kind of goes hand in hand. Why don't you tell everybody about Manscaped while you're doing that? Yeah, before I get to parameters, let's talk about Manscaped and their latest uh, holiday gift package. So the holidays are here, as we all know, and I'm sure hopefully you've already started your shopping and you're not kind of having to deal with all that stuff like we all are. Uh, but the Manscaped right now has an awesome performance package that's available for everybody out there. It's the ultimate men's hygiene bundle and makes for the perfect gift. Uh, it includes, by the way, and, and if you listen to the show, you know we've talked about the lawnmower 3.0 and we talk about how great that is. Uh, the anti-chafing ball deodorant, Jake's favorite, the ball toner. But you get all that and you get the and the Manscaped boxers. You get all that. But this package has something else special for you as well. It's called the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, which is waterproof. Uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. That is a lot there. But got to trim those nose hairs. You got to be presentable. You're on all these Zoom calls, and a lot of times I've seen you. I've seen people out there. You've got the webcams either way too low. So they're looking way right up low. there. They're looking right up there for your work meetings or maybe some other meetings that you have on Skype and Zoom now. I don't know what you're all doing with your life. But whatever it might be, got to make sure that you look your best both up here and down there, and Manscaped will help you do that. And we can help you save some money on that. You can save 20% and get free shipping on this by using the code TDN at manscaped.com. That is the Manscaped Performance Package, which is the ultimate man's hygiene bundle. You can get that all for 20% off, absolutely free shipping to wherever you are uh, by using the code TDN at manscaped.com. Please check it out. Uh, they're a good sponsor of our show, and we all have it. We showed you. If you watched this video show live a couple weeks ago, we I did like a whole unboxing, uh, showed you all the products that you get. If you haven't used Manscaped before, I can attest because uh, I had not used them before a couple months ago. You'll be pleasantly surprised by the quality and all the things that you get. And it, it, If you've been laughing through some of our promos, some of my letter reads that we've done, and we're going to keep doing that because we want to have fun here on the show, this product works, and it's high quality. And, you know, this is not this is not a joke gift. This is a like you're going to use it yourself. And if you buy it as a joke gift, you might find out that it becomes something that you want to use very, very quickly out there. So uh, I know Jake and I both recommend it. Uh, Jake, do you want to you get your tagline in? Get a package for your package. Get a package for your package. And let's talk about some junk, Chris. So now that everybody out there knows how to get their junk clean, yes. let's talk about some junk box. Okay. So you're going to rummage through the junk box, and you're going to give me a player that is owned in single-digit percentages of leagues that you like this week. So here we go. Rummage through that junk box. I can't wait to hear this. Get in there. So get in there. And so here's what, what I'm got? doing. I'm looking at players that are starting uh, in – single digit percentage of leaks and saying, I like them. One of my favorite columns each week is my sneaky starts column for the DraftNetwork.com. Hopefully you've read that. And there's been a lot of success coming out of that. I actually, arguably, I think that's a better column than my start set. I've, I've had more success finding these diamonds in the rough. Got a running back and a wide receiver for you guys this week. And actually both from the same game. So let's look at really interesting here. Uh, we talked a lot about DeAndre Swift earlier and the concerns that we had. Right now, starting in just 5.1% of leagues is carry on Johnson. And here's a fun little stat that I looked up today. The Bears are allowing 7.21 fantasy points per game to running backs just as a receiver this year. So just in the receiving pass catching game, seven and a quarter points essentially. Adrian Peterson ain't catching passes. So nope. uh, we got to see a little bit of glimpse of how Carryon Johnson could be used in that Thanksgiving game. Uh, I think he could be used in a similar fashion here. If you're in a real big bind right now at the position – I think if you need somebody that's just off the radar that can maybe get you a dozen points, I think Kerryon Johnson can get the job done, especially if, if Swift's active because people are going to completely forget about him if they, they list Swift as active, even if they say he's going to be limited. And he's played a ton with Swift in there. Look, I, every time we talk about Kerryon Johnson, if you haven't watched the show before, you hear me say anybody that's ever led the SEC in rushing is damn talented. Had an injury last year, had an injury history playing with a knee brace, but he's healthy. He's been explosive and he. He's been a big part of this passing game. And then, Jamie, your second person in the junk box. Yeah, number two, I'm going to go a wide receiver on the other side, and that is an old favorite of the show that hasn't been mentioned much oh. this year. That's Anthony Miller. Uh, he, had four, he had four catches for 76 yards and a touchdown in week one against them. 
I just talked about earlier in the show all the stats about Trubisky's passing touchdowns, compare, uh, career completion percentage. Allen Robinson's a little banged up. He's going to play, but he's a little banged up. The Lions secondary right now is not going to have Trufant. They're not going to have Okuda. Uh, I, to me, this is a, a ripe opportunity for the Bears offense to have a get-right game when it matters. Not like, oh, we're going to put up points when we're already down 30. We're going to actually have a get-right game when it starts to matter offensively. Uh, th- this is just a great matchup for the Bears across the board. So I think Anthony Miller right now starting in 1.4% of lineups. Uh, I think he could be a, a very quality second flex option for you. I wonder what that number was in like September. 40, 50% you think? Uh, look, Probably. he has great chemistry with Trubisky. And it's amazing It's amazing which quarterbacks, how they see the field. They see it completely different. Trubisky likes to look where Miller is when he's playing. They seem to have chemistry. I like that one a lot too. 1%? Wow. Jamie, fantastic debut edition of the Junk Box. And you will hear that every Friday here on the show. Uh, Jamie picks out those diamonds in the rough. All right, guys, let's wrap up this show uh, by going through the games and giving out uh, your guys' picks for them. Now, I do want to, because we kind of touched on it a little bit ago, I'll throw up this comment from Anthony. No Josh Jacobs this week for the Raiders. So he's asking, should I start Gaskins, J.K. Dobbins, or Booker? These are three interesting options, Jamie. We talked about Gaskin earlier in the game. Who are you going with? I have Booker one spot ahead of Gaskin because I think if he's playing, he's going to be limited a bit, and he might be forced to be active more so than they want him to be active. Uh, but they're very close for me. But I go Devontae Booker. I think you're going to get 17, 18 touches from him against the Jets' defense. Catches it. He's been playing great. I'll go Booker all day long. That was easy for me. All right, guys, time to go through the games, and we will start. I have the ticker going on the bottom, all the lines courtesy of Bet Online. The first game, Detroit at Chicago, Chicago minus three. Guess, guess where I'm going with this one, Chris. I'm going to guess that you're taking the Bears because you like Mitchell Trubisky so much this week. Is that a fair guess on my part? Yeah, I, th- I think this is the most, you know, and, and Paige is not even here for it. Maybe that's why it feels so good, like to give all this bear love without Paige on the show. Uh, so didn't need to stroke her ego. Uh, I'm going to hear about that when I get back, but (laughs) when she gets back, but uh, I'm going to take the bears to win and cover here. Uh, this is just, they own the lions. The lions are playing out the season. They don't have Kenny Galladay again. They're not going to have swift and full capacity. Don't see how they move the ball consistently up and down the field. And look, this is the one team Trubisky absolutely owns and my categories, as you can hear in the background. Wow. Absolutely. Look, when I wrote this down, I wrote down 24, 21, which was on the line and on the over under. So I'll switch it to 24-20 that the Bears cover for all the reasons Jamie Bears. said. I mean, I'm going to Trubisky and the Lions just suck. Bears win, Chris. All right. Bears Thank win. you, Jamie's cat, for for the, that expert analysis as well. Uh, game number two, the Miami Dolphins, 11.5-point favorites uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals. Jamie, where are you going? As long as Fitzpatrick starts, I'll take them to cover, uh, which I think is what's going to happen here. Uh, the, Bear, uh, the Bengals have nothing left. They 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 just they don't they're not going to move the ball. Uh, them getting a kickoff return for a touchdown was the only thing that kept them even remote. So it took a kickoff return for a touchdown and a major injury to New York's starting quarterback for them to even be semi competitive against the Giants. All right, it, it's not there. It's not going to be there as long as Joe Burrow's out. Uh, I think Miami should roll as long as Tua doesn't start. Just because I don't have as much, I don't know what I'm going to get from Tua if he starts. And then all of a sudden that'll that that big of a spread concerns me. But Fitzpatrick. Should be good to go. I agree. I'll go 30 to 17 on Fitzpatrick. Fitzmagic starting. I'll tell you what you're going to get with two of Jamie. 11 for 22 for 96 yards and nothing else. And nobody in the offense is relevant. They're not going to move it and their defense wins the game. But they don't cover. Fitzmagic plays. I'll ride that 30 to 17. They cover. Game number three, and this is a game that that's line I think is going to move here over the course of the next couple of days, considering the news that we learned right before we went live with this show. The Raiders, eight and a half point favorites at the Jets. They do not have Josh Jacobs in this game. They will not have Jonathan Abram in this game, and I don't believe Cleveland Farrell will play either. Jamie, with that all in mind, I know where you've gone uh, earlier in the week. Are you sticking to your guns here to try to break my heart? J-E-T-S, oh, cover, cover, cover. Oh, uh, I think the Jets cover. This was my underdog of the week on the TDN against the spread show. Look, if this is one of those ones where if, if, if the Raiders aren't able to run the ball effectively and they're missing pieces in their secondary, they're missing Abrams, but Arnett's also banged up. He looks like he's going to play. Um, we're still iffy on Farrell. I've seen con- conflicting reports whether he's active or not going to be active for this game. But still, they're missing key pieces there. And if you remember back to last year, 
All right. The Raiders were feeling good about themselves. They were surprising teams and they walked up into New York feeling good. I believe they were six and four at the time and got their doors blown off. They lost by 31. They got smoked and won one game the rest of the season and finished seven to nine. I'm not saying they're going to go up there and lose by 30 again. All I'm saying is this is a one score game. And I think it'll be a one score game that the Jet, that's in the Jets' favor, by the way. And I, I have a ticket on the Jets' money line. At, at plus 310 at bet online. So I'm just going to keep that out there right now. We could have some chaos at the top. Uh, but reality is, I think this is a really close game. Uh, I want to see the Raiders play more consistently on offense against somebody that's not Kansas City uh, until I fully pick them to cover a spread this high. The Raiders hadn't gotten embarrassed as bad as they did last week. I feel a little bit better about this, but I'm still going to go 24 20 Raiders. I like this Jets offense. I can't believe I'm about to say this. No. Now they're getting healthy. No, they're, getting, no. they're getting healthy enough. Perriman's explosive. Denzel Mims is raw, but extremely explosive. Crowder's in there. Darnold's back. They can move enough against a banged-up Raiders defense that's not very good anyway, and a secondary that's not any good is all out. I like the Jets' ability to move the ball offensively here. I think this is going to be a really close game. Uh, a couple interesting Too many for positive you, things being said about the Jets right now. Do not like it. Not a right, fan. Right, this year in the NFL right now, uh, touchdown or negative greater. positives on the Jets. I was just trying. Oh, sure. Uh, but a couple of interesting facts. The Raiders are 2-2. Two and two when they have to go to the East coast for, for a one o'clock start time against the spread. And then this year in general, 54% of teams uh, that were seven point underdogs or greater have covered. So it's just a little interesting stat that just to kind of throw out there again, be careful with how you use that information. That doesn't necessarily mean you do that, but I said, I've had this feeling all week, Chris, I know it's going to break your heart and break a lot of Jets fans hard yeah. if they win this game. Uh, but I don't know, man, like I have a strange feeling. This is going to be a really close game. Well, if I have to host the Sunday show on Sunday after a Jets victory, just look out, everybody. Can't wait. Look out ahead of time. All right, next game up, the uh, Colts, three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the Houston Texans. Jamie, you called the Texans' run defense earlier in the show abysmal. I think I know where you're going with this one, but go ahead. Yeah, oh, and by the way, I guess who's back? The Forrest Buckner, who made a tremendous impact by not being there last week for Indianapolis. Now, a little concern. There's a lot of rumblings around this injury that that Philip Rivers has right now, and they kind of got let it slip the other day that he's got a serious foot, I believe, his foot or toe uh, injury with Philip Rivers. Toe. So that concerns me a little bit. But I still think they'll be able to run the ball so effectively, control the clock, and with the Colts defense basically at full capacity right now, they should be able to handle Houston as well as Deshaun Watson is playing, and he's playing out of his mind these last month. This is going to be a hell of a test for him or anybody else that goes up against the Colts over the final month of the season. Sean Watson's been really good. I'm still taking Indy 28-23 to cover that. Indy's defense is legit, and Will Fuller being gone is absolutely huge for this Texans game. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Minnesota Vikings, a team that finds themselves just one game out of a playoff spot in the wild NFC playoff picture. Uh, they are 10-point favorites at home. Jamie, where are you going in this one? I'm going to lean Jacksonville here. I think that line's too high. There's That's... that's too much respect for Minnesota. They're not that good of a football team. Dalvin Cook's banged up a little bit. I think they're going to win the game, and they'll have some success. They'll probably win the game by seven or eight. But this 10, and we talked about on the show at 10 and a half, it's just too much. DJ Chark's coming back this week. James Robinson's been phenomenal and should be able to run. I, I don't trust Minnesota's defense enough to keep this game that far out of reach for Jacksonville. Yeah, I think Minnesota wins 28-20. Jacksonville's last three or four losses have been uh, like three points to, I think, the under, all under four points. The Browns, the Packers, and a hot Houston team. I can't say that Minnesota is better than any of them, and I damn sure don't feel that confident in that. So I think Minnesota wins. I think Jacksonville has around like they've been doing all year, 28-20 Minnesota. Uh, Jamie, the cat's pick for this game. Who, who's the cat going Yeah, who, who are you taking? She's not sure. Okay. All she's, right, well, she's, we'll, yeah, she's, un, she's unsure. Of what okay, let me know if she's interested in making a pick at some point. We'll, we'll get her involved. Uh, next game up, the Saints, two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at Atlanta. <laughs> I mean, this was my stay away of the week. Like, I hate this game. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Saints. I still think they're a better football team, and I'm going to lean toward the better football team always here. Uh, but this, is, this, this game could be – like, as I talked about in the Against the Spread show, it's – Falcons have been playing better lately, but got shellacked last time that they played the Saints. And Taysom Hill is starting to go downhill a little bit now that teams have got some film on him. But, like, I can't get that out of my head that – this team couldn't do anything against the Saints before. They're not going to be able to run the football. And the Saints are still a better team overall. So I, this is one I'm not betting. I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to bet this game this week, but I'll take the Saints to cover two and a half. 
Yeah, Saints 27-21. I think they get it done. I love the Falcons in the first matchup with Taysom Hill in his first start, and they lay complete egg. They usually split, and these games are usually really close, but I think the, the Saints have enough. That defense has played really, really well the last four weeks. Uh, Tennessee, five-and-a-half-point favorites hosting the Cleveland Browns. Jamie, uh, you know, Derrick Henry, he's very good at the football. Certainly, He feels is very good at the football. Tennessee. Who are you going with in this one? I'm going with the Titans. This was one of my locks of the week on the against the spread show. Uh, I think without Denzel Ward, Cleveland's defense is going to get completely exposed in the secondary because the, the one way that you can try to beat Tennessee is if you can somehow, some way contain, not stop, but contain Derrick Henry and force them to throw the ball way more than they want to. In this case, they're going to be able to throw the ball effectively on a few, a few amount of targets right now, and then they're going to be able to run it down your throat. So what are you going to do when A.J. Brown and Corey Davis are going wild on your secondary? And when you can't commit extra players to stop Derrick Henry, and that's exactly the formula that Tennessee can have success with. I have some concerns about their defense, as I have all year, but if I'm going to trust Ryan Tannehill to take advantage or I'm going to trust Baker Mayfield to take advantage, you know where I lean there. Uh, Titans, lock of the week to cover. I'm going to take the Browns and Nick Chubb to keep this son of a gun close. Wow. And go to the Goskowski field goal, 28-27. The Titans do not cover. This Browns team's legit. They're feeling themselves. I love your point on Tannehill and Mayfield. But Nick Chubb has been phenomenal since coming back off that injury. I think he keeps it close. Like I said, I think this might be played in two hours and ten minutes with just ground and pound in both directions. I don't like this Titans defense. They get really exotic in the coverage. It doesn't matter if you get run down. I think this game is closer than Jamie thinks. The Giants, without Daniel Jones, going to be Colt McCoy. They go on the road to take on Seattle, who are 11-point favorites at home, Jamie. I'm going to go with Seattle. It's high. I don't like it, but I, I just I, I feel like this is just – look, if they were going up against a league average team, I think the Giants could keep it close. My concern is going to be, at the end of the day, if Russell Wilson has a Russell Wilson game and DK gets back that secondary that's been so good this year – but if they put up points, I just can't see how the Giants are going to match. That's my concern. If the Seahawks get up 10-0 in this game, it's going to be tough for Colt McCoy and Wayne Gallman and company to get back there, even though even against that defense, which has been playing a little bit better lately. Uh, I'm going to go with the Seahawks to cover here, but I don't feel great about it. I hate when these lines get this high. Yeah, it's too high for me. I'm going to take the Seahawks to win 28-20. I think the Giants are better than the Eagles, and the Eagles gave the Seahawks all they wanted the other night. Uh, the Seahawks defense is playing a lot better than Blitzen like crazy, which is not Pete Carroll's. What he's known for, they're playing that cover three zone, but they're not doing that right now. They're blitzing Bobby Wagner. They're blitzing Jamal Adams, which I love. But I think they can get exposed a little bit. They've done that for a few weeks. I think this Giants team playing really hard. This Giants team has been within one score in the fourth quarter in every game they've played, except the 49ers game in week two or three. I'm going to take them, I'm gonna take them to, to beat that spread. The Rams, three-point favorites on the road in Arizona, Jamie. I'm going to take the Rams. Uh, I, I do not like what I've seen from this Cardinals team right now. Um, this I, I continue to say, and Jake has said it too, if you take the Hale Murray away, the, the entire narrative around this Cardinals team right now is markedly different. Um, and just by one miracle play that people are still putting them in contention. They have a lot of flaws right now. I need to see Kyler Murray be healthy because he was not healthy last week, so they're not designing runs for him. And if they're not getting him on the move, they're not utilizing him at his, at his biggest strength. I think the Rams are playing pretty well right now. They own the Cardinals. Uh, and look, I know Goff can be so up and down on a weekly basis, but he should be able to take advantage in this matchup. I trust McVay. I trust them to get this job done, and I'm going to take them to cover. I'll take a pissed off McVay to 33-24, the Rams. He's 6-0 and against the Cardinals since in his tenure at the Rams head coach. There's one other play. I mean, you go back to that Seattle game that Arizona won in overtime. Mm, if, there's yeah. not a B, if there's not a BS call, they kick that field goal instead of that getting taken off the board and they go score the touchdown they could have lost lost five straight the second game against the seahawks when they started blitzing they put something on tape because that was the night they completely just took kyler murray out of the game the patriots did the exact same thing last week i think they put enough on tape to slow this down we'll see what kingsbury does to answer and if kyler's healthy enough to do it also deandre hopkins under 60 yards a game the last three weeks yeah they they got to find something else looks like they're for solid option underneath i don't know I, I think the rams win this one good i think they win it big the eagles going on the road to take on the packers packers nine point favorites in this one i'm gonna go to the packers here uh i don't have any faith in the eagles to do anything i i know that they could backdoor cover or backdoor push like they did last week where they were really never really in the game but at the end of the day they got there packers is number one offensive football right now 
I, I don't trust the Eagles to play well. They might not even have Darius Slay for this game. We're gonna. It's gonna be another game where we're gonna have to wonder how much is how much longer is Carson Wentz gonna be able to play. They they for whatever reason do not seem to want to use Miles Sanders in the passing game anymore, which is just baffles me. Uh, I I don't know what Philadelphia is just a complete and utter tire fire right now. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Packers to to win and cover. Yeah, give me the Packers thirty to twenty. If Miles Sanders was gonna run the ball and they were gonna commit to that at all, I'd say they could probably keep this close enough. But they don't do that. They don't use the passing game. They haven't run it enough. Wentz is going to turn it over, and Aaron Rodgers is going to take advantage of it. Give me the Packers to cover that 30-20. Last game for you before we wrap up with final thoughts. A pick between the Patriots and the Chargers. Jamie, do you want to just trot out your your uh, your, your paint-by-numbers Chargers take? Is that what you want to do here? Yeah, Justin Herbert throws three touchdowns and Chargers lose. No. Um, I'm going to go with the Patriots. This is This game is so strange to me because I have no confidence that either one of these teams can win this football game. Like I have none, but I just, you have a rookie quarterback going up against Belichick. I, I, the chargers are just so just their effort every week and the way they're coached in terms of in-game calling is just so abysmal week after week after week. It's tough to have any confidence in them. Uh, so I, I say this with, this could have been a stay away too. I'm, I'm going to lean toward the Patriots to, to win this game, but boy, this is not, not, not an exciting matchup. Joey Bosa being back and having a monster game last week should make me feel a little bit better about this, but this Chargers defense has been bad all year. I'm riding Belichick against the rookie. When the game is close, we're talking about players, I'll ride with the far superior coaching staff and coach. I'll go Belichick. Patriots 27-23. There is one more game, Chris. Excuse me? It's Yeah, we we ran out of characters, but there is the the Sunday night football game that we should still discuss on here. Uh, oh, it is, and, I, and I've gone back and forth on it. Uh, don't, don't worry, Chris. I got it. Paige would remember. Thank you, buddy. That's okay. Appreciate it. Uh, the Denver Broncos take on, you know, the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs, Chris. Uh, the Chiefs are 14-point favorites in this game. Jake, what do you think? I think the Chiefs boat race them, 38-20. It could be worse than that. The Chiefs' defense is just okay, but who knows what's going on with this Broncos offense. I'm still kind of I'm, I'm still trying to figure out Drew Locke walked in the locker room this week after his mom's tweet from last week. I don't think that went over very well. I don't think anybody has faith in him on this offense. And Patrick Mahomes, four times in his entire career, has been held under 30. That ain't happening this time. He's getting to at least 35. I'm going to go 38-20. Yeah, I've gone back and forth only because like the spread gets high. I was kind of waiting to see if it got to like 15 or something because then I might be intrigued. But no, nah, I'm going to go with Kansas City minus 14. Uh, look, they, they're just, they're a better team in every aspect of the game right now. Uh, just talk to me next year about the Broncos, but Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill playing at a high level with Kelsey. Maybe they'll get Edwards Alaire involved heavily. Uh, I expect them to put on a show on Sunday night. They will beat the Broncos so bad that Drew Locke's mom will have to write another letter. My apologies to the Broncos and Chiefs for forgetting them uh, for this week. Kind of hard to remember the Broncos when I don't know who their quarterback's going to be this week, all things considered. Uh, But there you have it. Those are all the games for the week. Uh, Jamie, let's wrap up your final thoughts as we head into week 13 of the National Football League. I just want to say good luck to everybody. For most of you out there, this is the last week of the regular season. This is your last chance to either make a push for the fantasy playoffs or to change your seed or to potentially earn a buy. So good luck out there. Uh, And for those of you that are unfortunately not going to make it this year, please play out the season properly. uh, And that includes this week. Please make sure you set your lineup. Please try uh, because you could very well mess up a very competitive and exciting league by giving away free wins in the final week. So uh, for those of you that are fighting for a playoff spot, good luck and congratulations. For those of you that are not, be professional, play out the season. Uh, that's part of the rules of being a, of a good fantasy manager, and we always encourage that. Uh, and good luck to everybody else in their matchups this week because this is going to be exciting times. We're, we're fighting for playoff, that final playoff spot in the TDN Premium League. Jake and I are both in that conversation. Haven't had the seasons we'd hoped for, but we're still in that conversation going into the final week. Played out to the very end, everybody out there. Jake, final thoughts? Absolutely. Look, man, I'm uh, I'm back this weekend. My wife's out of town. So that means me and the dog are watching football. The Bucks aren't playing. So I have a stress-free weekend of chilling out, watching games. I am looking forward to two in particular I talked about earlier. The Browns and the Titans. Can't wait for that game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to get a lot of answers in this. See, the Browns can win. It's a different trajectory for that franchise at this point. And the freaking 49ers, who I wrote off and then said, okay, maybe ish, and I wrote them off again, they beat this Bills team. I think who do they have? They have Washington and, and the Giants or something left. They're, 
like they're getting right there. That I think they have the Cardinals one more time too. Uh, that's yes. going to be a hell of a game. I'm looking forward to that. That uh, the Bills and the 49ers as well. A couple really good games this weekend, but I'm really looking forward to those two. Jamie, where can everybody follow you to cons- to consume all of your lovely fantasy content? You can follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter. But Chris, since you had the rare opportunity to host the show today, I want to ask yep. you, Chris, what are okay. your final thoughts for today? My yeah. final thoughts are: I, I said it earlier in the show. If the Jets win this football game, Sunday TDN Fantasy is going to be can't miss podcast because there is going to be a rant and a hype train-esque moment so loud that I don't think I'll be ever able to top it. So I'm just going to prepare everybody now. If the Jets find a way to win a football game, I'm going to race. Sergio Castillo lining up for the game winner from 37 yards out. And Woody Johnson was calling a timeout from the box. Take Woody Johnson's on the field. Win this game. <laughs> He's running. He pulls that freaking high school kid and hits the ref the other night. Hold that thought, Chris. I got something right here. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. All well, right. By the way, did you see that video, Chris, of the I have. Kid that got and, and, out the game and just like ran been, after him? Yeah, Jake's audio has been so good on the show. I'm afraid that he, if he walked away, we're not going to be able to hear him for weeks now. But Oh, no. no I'm just, okay. I'm bringing, All my right. prop. I'm bringing my prop for the uh, – No. Oh, there you right go. There for Sunday night Is show. Is that like a Vinny Tech Perverti? You shouldn't have got rid of Todd Bowles. Correct. Oh, by the way, I, I know. The desk and leave that for you, Chris, for Sunday night. Because I'm just going to toss it and play with it all night while we're uh, on the show. Todd, Todd Bowles should be at or near the very top of most coaching search lists. So, I know it may not be what Bucks fans want to hear, but it's what he is. should be. He is for sure. It should be what it is. Uh, Jake, especially now, especially since you've seen what has happened since he's gone. Like he got a raw deal in New York in general, but look at what's happened since he's been gone. If he has a quarterback and a cohesive general manager, I think he, he's damn sure going to look at it, and you can't blame him at that point. Cue the uh, Kelly Clarkson since you've been gone song. Jake, where can everybody follow you on social media? At Arians NFL Instagram and Jake B. Arians Twitter. Thank you to everybody for joining us here on the live portion of the show with all of your questions, your start and sits. We always do appreciate it. We'll, we will be back on Sunday to recap all of the uh, the Sunday, actually Sunday night, Monday morning, uh, for all of the uh, recap of the of the action in Week 13, and potentially a rant if the Jets win. So you have that to look forward to this weekend as well. Uh, if the Jets win, you want to tune in for that. So for Jake Arians, for Jamie Eisner, I'm Chris Schubert signing off. We will talk to you on Monday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.